some of you, you'll be looking at the watch and saying that by 5.30 I need to be at work. That's Pharaoh pulling you, but you might not be away. You might think that Pharaoh will come in another way, but it is the world. Eh? It's Egypt pulling you, saying, hey, leave the house of God and go. Some people even leave and they won't put offering, they won't do anything, just they, go, they just go. Some, because of Pharaoh, it's a pool, it's a system of the world. And what I want, I'm not saying don't work. What I'm saying is that be aware of these things. And don't get too engrossed with these things. Because if you don't take care, your life, you will live all your life to satisfy and work for who? Pharaoh and Egypt. And he's a wicked taskmaster. Very wicked. Very, very wicked. The more you are trying to break away, the more he's giving you more. Did you, did you see the story of the Israelites? Moses went to tell them, let my people go. Like you come to church, we pray for you and you say, be delivered. You are here, demons, whatever, they come out. Then it, it seems as if after the prayers, that is when the thing is even getting worse. It's, it's, it's not because you didn't, we didn't pray for you. Didn't God send Moses? Didn't God send Moses? He did. And Moses went to tell them, let my people go. But what happened? Pharaoh had done this act. Why? Because the people were still in what? Egypt. He could control them. So if you're a Christian and you are planted firmly in the world, chasing the things of the world, the desires and the pleasures and, and the accolades of the world is what you are chasing for. You can never please God and you'll never be a good Christian. You'll be a wishy washy In fact, you, you, you'll be shocked. Jesus will tell you on that last day, I don't need you. Because it's only people who are really sacrificed. So it is a process. Sometimes God allows you to go through suffering just to get you your attention. But you whinge and complain. You don't understand why you are going through the suffering. It's, it's a process of killing you. Suffering. Then when you get to that place, after suffering, you need to sacrifice and then you need, you need to die to the world. That's when you get to that place where it's not the pride of life, the last of this world, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are not the things that batter at you anymore. You know, you know, you don't, you know. And last week I showed you, put that quotation on the board. I showed you that those, those three things, the pride of life, the last of the flesh, and the, 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 the pride of the eyes. Those things, they are in accordance to our age. I showed you. The last of the flesh, it affects young people. Very young people. Fleshy things. When you are young, that's all you... Oh, look at my boobs. Look at my heights. Look at my face. Look at my nose. Look at this. Those are the things that you are... You are, you are interested in fleshy things. The last of the flesh. Oh, uh, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to, I'm going to have this boyfriend. I'm going to... Last of the flesh. I want somebody to touch me. I want somebody to do this. You know, last of the flesh. That's the problem that young people face. Yeah. And as you are getting older, then it becomes last of the eyes. Suddenly, it's not the amount of boyfriends that matters. But what car are you driving? Yeah. I, 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 must, I must get this qualification. I must get this one. I must, I must do this. I must do this. I must work for this company. I must do this. Uh, those are the things that matter to you. My children must go to this school. My children must do this. Uh, my husband must do this. My husband must wear this kind of clothes. My, my, so you find out money and you are always wearing designer clothes. 
Because right now it is about your appearance. How your, your reputation is so important. So you see, the lust of the flesh will be at work. Right after the age, you know, 40 is going. So that's why somebody would not mind to spend 700 pounds on one shoe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the lust of the eyes. So that when we see it, we can see that uh, this is true pointy shoe, pointy what? Toe shoe. This is crocodile skin. That is the time when people tell you, I don't smoke, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke cigars with, with cognac. And they'll tell you, I don't want this cheap cheap with beer and stuff, you know. And they'll spend money to buy it. They use 1,500 will buy it. And they'll display it in your cabinet. Very, this is the last of the eyes. Come and see. And you come into my house and you touch this. Then you see that suddenly a, a different environment has opened onto you. Yeah. Last of, those are the things that, and you see, you watch these things. These are the things that the celebrities, most celebrities are in the, this age of last of their eyes. Right from 25 downwards up to 50. So those become, those, if, you, if, you, if you are very worldly, they will become your, your role models. And you say, ah, look at this, look at that, look at that. Please. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Yeah, when you are old now, you stand by and look at your life and say, yes, I have achieved. Okay, I've finished. You are displaying your nice graduating photo. You're happy. Life is good. I've accomplished. I have three houses here. I have one in Zimbabwe, one in Botswana, one in Togo. Even I'm building, I've built another one in um, Harare. That one is for my grandchildren. So that alone, it gives them, when they are working, they are working, they start working. Um, shaking their keys. Yeah. The pride of life. And if you are in the last of the eyes, you look up to the people who have the pride of life. Look up to them and say, hey, I want to be like this. I want to be like that. See, you are in the world. You are in the federal system. And if you don't take care, this is all you achieve in this life. This is all you achieve in this life. Tell me. Most people are, you know, if I get to talk, talk about the animals, most people are living a lie, delusions, you know. You are delusional. You have believed the lie. Do you think that do you think that these things matter to God? But we have believed the lie. Think that these things what? This is what life is about. It's a lie, I'm telling you. It's what? A lie. And if you believe a lie to the extent that it now becomes your truth, you are delusional. And I remember even last week I was saying about those who are what? Those who are um, anorexic. Eh? They believe they are fat, even though they are skinny. They are, bag, they are bag of what? Bones. But they believe they are so what? Fat. Yeah, it's a delusion. So most Christians actually are delusional. We are chasing things that we are not supposed to be chasing. He says, for all that is in the world, then he explains to you what it means. The last of the flesh. The last of the flesh. 
Why you, are, why you want to have a book job? Why you want to have a, a tummy tuck? Why you want to, why, why you want to have what? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Liposuction. All this is the last of the flesh. Why are you taking those things? Are you not going to die? Are, are you not going to die? Who is going to enjoy all that? Termites. Termites. Yeah, and if you if you come in set, if you you are from certain countries where they, they don't keep their cemeteries very well, then you have rats and big big rodents. They go and eat the dead bodies. So last of the flesh. When 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 people are so much into their appearance and their look, this is your problem. So much. I can't come out like that. I can't come out. It's a pastor. <laughs> With all this, eh, you need to have an experience of visiting the mortuary. Everybody should go and visit the mortuary. Then you see more beautiful people than you. Even they are there. They throw them like pieces of meat. Yeah. Well, I witness an autopsy, and then you realize that human beings, what we are boasting about, is nothing. Huh? Last of the eyes, pride of life. It's not what? Of the Father, but it's of what? The world. Huh. So please, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Be wise, because. If God comes right now, if Jesus will come right now, he will ask, is this, is this what he's going to ask for? Your achievements in this life. Is that what he's going to ask for? No. He's not going to, it doesn't matter how many houses you have built. It doesn't matter to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times you have been to America, been to Norway, been to Switzerland, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to Jesus at all. It doesn't matter how many holidays you went in a year. But some people boast about that. I go three holidays every year. I mean, I go there. Yet when your church is doing fundraising for money, you cannot sacrifice. You see what I told you? I told you about the, the issue of what? The antidote to this is what? Suffering and what? I can't hear you. Suffering and what? And what? And what is three? And dying. Christian, this, this, theo- this is part of our theology, but most pastors don't preach it. Or if you preach it, people won't come to your church. Why is the truth? Every Christian, Jesus said that take up your cross and what? Follow me. Daily, you must die to yourself. Die. Yeah. Jesus will not... He will not ask you of any of these things. So if you want it, if you want Jesus, when he comes, what he's going to ask you is, did you take up your cross? Because he knew all these things are there. But I said, a man should take up his cross and follow me daily. And the problem, the, the things that we normally use to make excuses are normally the same things. Family and what? Work. Family, 
work or your own personal what, health or whatever. It's normally around these things. So if you look at the parables that Jesus gave, he said a man gave a great banquet, invited people, and he said they will not come. Some started giving excuses. I have, I have just been married. I have just been married, so I need to go and enjoy my honeymoon. Some said, I have just bought some cows and whatever. I need to go. Somebody said, I have bought land. I need to go and... And they did not come to their what? Their feast. So all the excuses we are giving, you, Jesus is aware. But in spite of all these things, he wants us to make some sacrifices. There must be some squeezing and some suffering in your life. Otherwise, if you want to live a life of what? Con- um, convenience, not of conviction. My friend, you are on the broad way, very broad way to hell. Telling you. And that's why he gives us this warning that many will say on that day that, Lord, 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 did we not do this? You know, and he say, I, I don't know you. I, who are you? Who are you? So, Lord, I have five mansions in Tema. I don't know you. Oh. Lord, I, 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 don't you remember me? He said, I don't know you. Get away from me, you unclean person. And there's no change of mind after that. Please think about these things. Because we, we, most of us are living delusional lives as Christians. We are living lives. Lives. You don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to suffer. You don't want to die. You don't, there's no, Jesus said, unless that seed what? Falls down and dies. Why you don't, you don't want to do any of those things. That is why Pharaoh and Egypt will have a strong control what? Over your life. Yeah. That's why Pharaoh will have a very strong, a very strong pull. A very strong pull over your life. So, my brothers and my sisters, ask your neighbor, are you willing to die? Oh, yes. Ask them again, are you willing to die? Are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to sacrifice? Can somebody explain to me when you say suffering, Christian suffering? How do you understand it? Christian suffering. Christian is suffering. When is somebody suffering? Can you explain it to me? And when you say sacrifice, get, 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 check if you have a dictionary, check it. Check the meaning of it. What is the meaning of suffering? As somebody found it. Mm. Yeah, the state of undergoing what? Pain, distress of what? Or what? Hardship. But it is part of your Christian. A Christian, suffering is part of it. He said, when we go through all these trials, this suffering, we should count it joy, but we don't do it. And if you don't go through these things, you can never pull away from Pharaoh and from what? Egypt. You always be like the people that 
say, Oh, Moses, why did you bring us here? Is there no fish or whatever in Egypt that, you, that is why you brought us? Give us meat. You see, this, is what, this, was the, this was the problem of the um, Israelites. Constantly murmuring, constantly whinging, always forgetting what God does for them. And then they are constantly whinging, murmuring, complaining, whinging, complaining. This is what we have become. Is that not so? Huh? Is that not so? Yes. Yeah. We, we just complain, whinge. Oh God, if you don't give me this. God, if you don't give me this. But you are not willing to. A person that has suffered. A pe- that is why when somebody goes through some kind of suffering, like, uh, let me take the army for example. If you go into the army as a civilian, it is the suffering, the pain, the exercising, the, the, they torture you. It is that pain that what? Conforms you. And once you go through that pain, once you go through that suffering, it disciplines you and it turns you into another person. Without which it can never be. You cannot be a soldier without that. Otherwise, you can just go into the recruitment office and say, I want to be a soldier, and then they put uniform on you and then you're a soldier. This is the difference between rebel soldiers, untrained soldiers, and trained professional soldiers. Every train professional you can't just get take your rifle and start shooting around. You are you are you are transformed and it's through hardship. But you don't want to go through the hardship. Yet you want to claim all the glories. Say Lord have mercy. Am I communicating to you? Yes, when the people complain, it is pleased the Lord, for the Lord heard it. And his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. That is constantly whinging, whinging. Listen, never let your faith be dictated by the outcome of your prayers. Never ever let your faith be determined, Oh God, I prayed and so I didn't get it. So God, please, God is bigger than whatever you are asking. Wiser than you. And if he decides to give it to you, thank him. If he doesn't give it to you, never, never even break faith. Suffer and thank him. Sometimes you want something urgently. God says, wait. It's as if he hasn't heard. The more you are praying, it's as if he hasn't even heard. And you are there suffering. God, so can't you see? Can't you see? He said, don't do that. In all things, give him thanks. So instead, of, instead of whinging about the suffering, give thanks in the suffering. This is what causes earthquakes. Spiritual, this is what causes earthquakes. Because in the midst of suffering, Apostle Paul and Silas bound in chains. They were not going to go and buy houses for themselves. They were not going to go and do foolish things for themselves. They were going there to what? Preach the gospel. And in the midst of doing the will of God, they found themselves right in the middle of hardship. And the Bible said that they sat down and at midnight, they said, started singing praises. You, what do you do midnight? Cry. Wind. God, what kind of wife are you giving to me? And you'll be there calculating. Calculating. We thank God, though, it's just because of the little prayers you are praying. Otherwise, you take a gun and shoot the man. Yeah. But this is a half. Don't you see it in the news? Those who don't go to church, they actually carry on the, 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 the thoughts come and they actually carry it out. They plan it. 
carefully. Satan access them. Yeah. So be prepared for what? Suffering. Suffering is part of Christian work. Never ever be deceived that you must not suffer. If you don't suffer, you only produce a bunch of what? Undisciplined, worthless soldiers. It is the suffering. Eh? Suffering. Recently, I took one of my nephews to his, doing his military officer training. And I took him, I, I drove him down to the, the academy. As soon as I got there, he said, there were two people waiting. So, sir, please park here. There's some parking. Park here, sir. Park here. You can't move to the left. You have to obey. So I parked. And then, immediately, immediately upon the car, they started the shouting. My friend, come on, come on, come on. Hey, pick your bag. <laughs> and I told him, you know, when we were going, I told him, he had some boxes. And I said to him, I see that they are going to do this thing to you, so please. Just, just, just make sure you sellotape the box. He didn't listen to me. He, he was so civilian and relaxed. Oh no, no, they, 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 they will let me carry it, and if I have to, I said no, please do it. He said no, oh, no, no. So he did not sellotape it when we got there. He said carry over that thing, and he started jumping, and everything came. I said yes. You will not listen. And I couldn't help him. They, to, I, they, I, they, tell, they told me go, go, go. They didn't want me to see. They said go, 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 go. So I had to go. Yeah. But you see, when, when you are, that was the civilian in him, very undisciplined. But now, after going now, he's beating through his nose and his ears and everything. Now, when he comes, you don't even, even when he was there, I was telling him, please, start learning to respond when people talk to you. Start learning how to say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He won't, he won't do it. Uh, but am I graduate? What is this? Yeah. But today, when he comes back, even when he hears the wind blowing, yes, sir. Yeah. It's happened to one. It's called also Stephen. He was in a, just he was a soldier. Yeah. Before he was going, it was very relaxed. And now to Anna, he raised up, yes, sir. Morning, sir. I said, yes, you speak the truth. Because the suffering has what? Changing. You cannot say you are patient if you don't go and experience certain things. Tell me. So, suffering is part of the Christian walk. Suffering. Embrace suffering. Sometimes, it is through suffering that I get up and pray. If things are rosy, I will not be pushed to pray five hours. Maybe I do one hour, two hours, three hours, so it's okay. But in suffering, it will even cause you to fast by force. Yeah. So embrace what? Suffering. Embrace suffering. And then dying. That's, a, that's another level. A different, that is the, level, the greatest level of sacrifice. When you have died to self. You have died to your ambitions. You have died to all those things. And so now, when you look at those, put the, the last of the flesh and those things back on. Yeah, 
So when, when, you, when, you, when you look at those things, when you look at, said, let's, no, start that, um, do not love the world, start it from there. Let, let's all read it. Please, wait. Let's read that portion again. 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 That means that there are some who really love the world. That is a problem. There are some who are in the church. But everything indicates that they love the world more than God. Egypt is more in them. Pharaoh is their, their taskmaster. So he was warning them and said, Do not love the world. Do not love the world. Don't love the world. When you say don't love the world, we are not saying don't love the trees and the mountains. That is the earth. And the earth and the fullness of the earth belongs to God. But the world, Satan is in charge. Because the world is the systems of, this, of the systems, human systems, like our educational system, our political system, our cultural system, our belief systems. All these things are, you know, that is what, when you say the world. That's why anybody that loves culture, you love culture. Culture is a system that Satan uses to what? Deceive and indoctrinate people. For instance, when you come to most cultures, and it's not just in Africa, as a lot of cultures, a lot of Asian cultures, there are a lot of cultures that believe in what? The existence of what? Ancestors. And Satan uses that culture and that belief system to keep them in bondage. So they love ancestral worship. So they will tell you... Um, when somebody dies, as for us, we believe. We, the, uh, we, the, whatever, the, the, uh, the strongest, this is what we believe. When somebody dies, we must pour libation to what? The ancestors. And then you pour it. Even the person that is pouring it might be even a, a, a father in the church, a Roman father or whatever. He might be a priest. And when you ask them, they will quote you, oh, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give unto God. So it is something so intrinsic that this, they, they cannot separate themselves. And this is what the Bible talks about. For you to be able to separate yourself, it takes a renewing of the mind, according to Romans chapter 12, where it says that, do not what? Conform to the standards of this world, but be you what? Transformed by the renewal of your mind. And the renewal of your mind comes through the word of God. Which if it is counting you, you will still be in church and still be under the satanic control, under the worldly system. It will control you. But they will tell you, yeah, I've been to a lot of funerals, so-called Christians. They pay tithes, they do whatever. But when it comes to the poor libation, who are they pouring the libation to? They are pouring the libation to what? Ancestors. This is an abomination. God says that God says that we should not what worship what dead people. It's called and, 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 and people were able to talk to dead people. Necromancy. God hates it, but you see, Satan will use 
culture to what? To deceive you and, it's, and, 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 and capture you. And, and this is what, the, when we say the world, this is what we are talking about. We are not talking about the trees and the, and the uh, what do you call it? The, the mountains. If anything at all, enjoy, enjoy the earth, but don't enjoy the world. Do you understand? There's a difference. Most people will not enjoy the earth, but they will enjoy the world. And God says, do not love the world. Enjoy the earth. Look at the mountains. They declare the glory of God. Go for mountain walking sometimes. Go into the... the no, in UK here, there are a lot of parks that you can go in and just enjoy nature. Go to the beach. Not to show naked flesh and do stupid things. But if you tell you that... When, when I, in, Ghana, in Ghana, I always go to the beach sometimes to go and pray. When I stand there and I look, I, I can't see the end of the thing. And you are telling me that the God that I serve created this thing. Then what I'm praying about is more for him. Yeah. So enjoy the earth. And this is what even unbelievers can do better than Christians. You, the only enjoyment you have is cooking, shito, banku, etio, and all those things. That's the only enjoyment. When you have food in front of you. Oh, God is good. Today, I will butcher the food. <laughs> Some people, when they speak food, that is when they remember God is good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You, I will do justice to the food today. Bring me my appetizers. Then you have your appetizers. Then you eat it proper. Not knowing... Most of it is fatty, fatty foods, salty foods. You are eating hypertension onto yourself, high blood pressure onto yourself that you don't. So, my brothers and my sisters, please understand this. The world, when the Bible talks about the world, it's referring to the systems, mainly the political systems, the educational systems, the cultural systems, and all these things. Let me tell you, even for instance, some of, um, those of us that come from Ghana, there are some of our beliefs that tries to it. For instance, when somebody, when somebody um, uh, gives birth, eh, when there's a birth, you say, oh, after seven days, then we have to take the baby out. And you, some people do it, but they don't even know why they do it. Because it is believed that if the baby doesn't die after seven days, then it means they have come to stay. And most often they say that, oh, this is Nana, Nana meaning this um, ancestor or grandma or somebody. This is grandma, so that has what? Come to what? Stay this time. Nowadays, because of modern medicine, babies, um, infant mortality is very low. But in those days, imagine. Imagine, I, I saw a program about a girl in Ghana. It's, she's called Ama. And this girl has been accused of witchcraft or whatever. And they put this girl in a thick forest. Somewhere, neglected. If you have to go to where Ama stays, you have to cross a river. And this girl is pregnant. And when I say, she's not living in a house like some mad heart that has broken down. And just got some one person. That's where this girl is in a thick forest, no light, nothing. 
And that is where she is. And it says that she's giving birth to three babies and all of them have died. Because anytime she gives birth, there's nobody there. Can you imagine? You, you, how many of us have experienced childbirth before them, the women and the men? You have experienced childbirth. Look at how you were behaving, even with any test. And this girl was by herself. Nobody there. She says she'll be there. And then when, when she starts feeling pain, then she'll just lie down, give birth, and then she'll have to, she says she'll use a blade, a, a rusted blade, and cut the umbilical cord. And he said, three occasions, the, the babies all died. And currently she was pregnant. So the guy that was doing the interview asked, so who are these people that are coming to sleep with you? Um, who is the father? I said, I don't really know. Because nobody cares for me. Nobody cooks for me. I don't have any food. I don't have anything. So sometimes when people manage to find me here, then they sleep with me and they'll give me maybe one CD, which is less than 20p. To go and buy food. And that's how she has been surviving. It was a very sad case. Very, very sad case. And yet we have leaders in Ghana. They think that Accra is Ghana. They think Accra is Ghana. Because Accra, everything seems to be there. But that is a sign of bad leadership. A sign of very bad leadership. So when, when you have leaders who are not operating under the wisdom of God, you will, you will be deceived. I told you the other time. One of the signs of, uh, of a child is what? A child always likes what? Toys. That's why these leaders, when money comes, they are buying VAs. Go and check. The only places where there seems to be nice street lights are where the politicians and whatever are living. Everywhere else is in, is in, is in, 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 in filth. One of the signs of a mind that works with, like a child is filth. But a child cannot what? A child cannot clean up. A child can ease himself and will be there and will not move. And he's happy to sit in it. So when you have a country that a life filled, you, know, you, you are telling me that you don't have the ability to what? To organize yourself. I mean, as adults here, don't we clean our houses? Don't we clean our rooms? It's because we are mature, but if you leave it to a child, you come back and the place will be what? Filthy. So the sign of good leadership is that we are able to what? Organize and clean. This is why when you come to a place like England, when you come to overseas, the place is clean. It's a sign of good leadership. But when you go, gutters, every, every, there's so much lawlessness. And they, they, they can't see beyond their little world. Up to now, people are in wheelbarrows. Put people in wheelbarrows, pregnant women in wheelbarrows. But when they are sick, they come here. Sign of bad Yeah. So this is why this little this girl, Amma, 20, 21 years, she's suffering in the thick forest. So somebody reported this matter and some news people came to interview her. And you know, people were watching, it was put on the internet, so people were watching and everything. And now they've managed to build a house or something for their girl. People just donated because it was such a sad story. The girl's life has been transformed. But should it take something like that before your life to be transformed? No. 
Yeah. So, my brothers and my sisters, when you are under a certain mindset, where you love the world, you know, the cultural practice, as Professor, the reason why I was even saying about Amma's story is that, like, like her, they say that her baby doesn't last more than a few days. So they say that this baby, this ancestor didn't come to what? To stay. He is come, but he, he wants to go. And he goes back. And this is something that we believe in. We believe in. But once he stays, after seven years old, that, oh, this, he has come to stay. Sometimes you see some markings on people. It is a mark in those days. When they mark you, it means maybe before you some babies died. But you now, you didn't die, so you've come to stay. And we have people who are calling themselves Christians by doing this ancestral worship. And they give their excuse. Give one to Satan, give one to Caesar, what is Caesar's? And give one to God, what is God? It's a lie. You love the world. Because the culture of the world is controlling you. Sometimes it's the educational system. How can, you, how can you go to school to the extent that now you say there is no God? Today, everything, look at, you look at schools. Even here, before they used to do morning assemblies and everything, it's all been cast out. Anything to do with God is being cast out. Do you think it is God that is behind this? If God is behind it, would he not maintain it? But everything about God is being cast out. You think that's everything about God, education system. So, if you love the world and everything is a school, 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 look, you can go to school and still be the most ignorant person. You can be. Ah. Let me go back to Africa. Look at our leaders. Most of them, all our leaders, it, it appears that most of them have been to the most, the high, 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 high universities. Check out their presence. Only a few. But most of them are really educated. They went to big, big, top, top universities. But look at what they are doing. So education doesn't, you know, automatically what? Correlate to what? Wisdom. Because there's a, there are two types of what? Wisdom. There's a heavenly wisdom, and there's a wisdom that comes what? From the earth. Which is demonic, which is sensual, which is, which is what? Uh, earthly. And when you are operating under that kind of wisdom, you will love the world. You will love the world. You will love the world. You will be, you allow yourself to be indoctrinated by the systems of the world. Today, is it not fashionable for you to have, um, to cohabit? You can cohabit without marriage. God said a man and a woman should marry. But today, it has changed into something else. It's, oh, it's okay, you can just go have it and have everything like husband and wife. Meanwhile, you are not properly married. It's a system of the world. Eh? And if you love the world, you will believe it and accept it. Do not love the world. This is a command. Don't love the world. Because if you truly are not of this world, why are you loving the things of the world? So the things of the world... If anyone, are you included? He said, if anyone, he said, if anyone loves the world, are you included in the anyone? Huh? Do you think he's talking about you? 
Yes or no? You are not part of the anyone, or you are part of the anyone? Eh? You are part of the everyone. You are part. You are part of it. Yes, I'm part of it. If anyone doesn't matter who you think you are, you can be president, but if anyone, you can be an apostle, but if anyone. Because there are some apostles that love the world. Yeah, there are some people that claim to be pastors, but they love the world. You see them, if you see their cars, you see, like if it was being said, Oja 1, Oja 2, Oja 3, Oja 4, this one is a Rolls Royce, this one is a Bentley, this one is this. I mean, I love the world and I'm showing it off. And I make big ceremonies. I'm dedicating my Bentley. I love the world. So there are some who love the world, but they claim to be preaching the gospel. So anyone means anyone. You can be a politician, doesn't matter what. You, if anyone loves what the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. It's very clear. Tell anybody, it's very clear. If you love the world, then it's very, I don't need to be a prophet to tell you that you love the world. You and Pastor, check your life. Check. Do you love the world? Sometimes we are following the fashions, the fashion of the world. Do you know that when a woman puts a chain on the ankle, do you know what it means? It means that I am married or I am available. What the original meaning is, I am married, but I am still available for sex. That's what it means. But you see people following fashion. They put it there. They don't even know what they are doing. If you're a Christian, you know it's a fashion, it's fashion. Today, the fashion is that, that if you dress, it must be very tight. Very, very tight and short. And show a bit of cleavage. Forgetting that the Bible says that we should dress what? Modestly. The Bible didn't say, don't wear trousers. It said, dress what? Modestly. That's all. When you love the world, you want to be like the world. You dress like the world. Yeah. Some people to take this to the extreme. Say, okay, if that's the case, then I can't do makeup. I can, then they look like, like, like rats that have been put in oil. So we are not talking about the extreme, but be, more, be what? Modest. That's, that's, that's why the Bible didn't give any strict guard. It said, just be what? Modest. That's all. Love, the love of the Father is not in him or in her. So the question I want to ask you is, is the love of the Father in you? Then he goes on further in the verse 16 to explain it. It says, Verse 16, put the 16 on. Then he's explaining to you what he said before. He said, for all that is in the world, the last of the flesh. Eh? The last of the flesh. Sometimes it amazes me that at the age of 50, 55, if you were working, truly working for God in the Old Testament, you would be on retirement. But it is at that age, you will find some ridiculous looking old men chasing little girls. 
you find some ridiculous sugar mummies. They call them blessers. Yeah. Yeah. So the young man will be in the university. A phone call will come. Charlie, 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 make you keep quiet. My blesser, they call me. <laughs> yeah, last of the flesh. All about the satisfaction of this mortal body. This is just a container that has been given to you. You don't even determine what kind of container you have. God determines it by giving you the appearance it gives to you. The shape of your head. You know, sometimes, especially in Ghana, when the babies are born, they say they are pressing the head to shape the head. It is already predetermined by, by, by the shape of your father and your mother's head. If your father's head is like an O, you know, a popo. Yeah. Yeah, some of the heads, it looks like, it looks like some, you know, you know the cucumbers, after cucumbers, very, very, very long. And then it will be on some neck, some skinny neck. So when it's coming, you think that this is a hammer. The head is ready to hammer. Especially when they, and with those kind of heads, the eyeballs are very huge. So eyeballs in a hammer head. But you don't have a choice. It's determined by God. You see. So you cannot change those things. You can't change it. When you start changing it, you start looking like a caricature. You become like, who is this singer's mother that did this? Is it Michael Jackson? Somebody, one of the singers, their mother, who was in one of these programs from years ago, these reality shows. And he has done so much surgery. Ah, yes, Sylvester Stallone. I forgot, what's the name of the woman? But... She looks, I don't think she looks human anymore. She looks as somebody from Mars. Yeah. yeah. You try, you are old, just age gracefully. Hmm? Age gracefully. Allow it. As we are here, we are all prepared to die. So what is your problem? Unless you don't want to accept reality. We are all preparing to, are you not preparing to die? Who is not preparing to die? So when I talk to Auntie Conseil, uh, 120, I say, okay, you keep on me. After some time, yeah, I want to go. Because I don't, I don't want to stay too long. Yeah. What are you doing here? Even Moses, even Moses, God told him, go and die. He wasn't sick when God said, go to this mountain and now go and die. Because if you don't die, you can't come. That's it. So we are here, we are all preparing to die. What is all this fast and all this... And the thing is that you spend more time after your death eh, than you are here on earth. And even though you die, you don't think that you die like an animal and that's the end of the story. You are actually living. He is not a God of the dead. Do you know that? The Bible says that he is the God of what? The living. If it wasn't so, um, Elijah and who? Moses would not come to meet him on the mountain of what? If they were truly dead. So when you die, you just leave your body. This, this container that you have been making so much fuss about. You just, leave, you just step out of it. And then you leave real, you know, the real you now leave. Because this one, you just needed it to operate on earth. Now when you leave, 
You become your spirit being. And now, where are you going to go? Hell or heaven? So, are you preparing to die? Or you are preparing to live? Eternal life. When we say these things, people think that we are joking. People don't take it serious. But so was it when Noah was warning the people and telling them, Rain is coming, rain is coming, rain is coming, repent. They did not listen. They were, the love of the world was so much into them. It was so deep into them. Everybody was chasing his own thing. Until the Bible said that the hand of the Lord shuts the door. I'm, I'm sure it took Noah a lot of years to build that thing because there was no machinery. So it would have taken him centuries. And all this time he would be warning them and they would be looking at you, you know, look at this silly old man. Some, today, when you are coming to church, when you tell somebody on Sunday, I'm going to church, they laugh at you. Your colleagues are out. Let's go to that spot and let's go and dance and let's go and have a good time. You cry, you are even as shy to say that I went to church. And so I went to visit my family member. I didn't go to church. Because you are shy. The people who you call your friends, none of them go to church. Don't you know that by association, by association, eh, you, you find yourself digging straight to You'll be going to hell. So prepare yourself. I'm telling you. The love, last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, this one, 20 to, right from teenage years right up to 30, last of the flesh, that's what bothers you. Last of the eyes, when you are 40, now, yeah, 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 there. Yeah. The last of the eyes. This is where, this is where the fine things of life appeals to cognac. Who knows what cognac is? You know, you know cognac? Yeah. If, if you don't know the fine things of life, you don't know what I'm talking about. When, when, when you're in Ghana, there are some people, I heard some people, in fact, it was at the airport, um, not at the airport, but I heard, I think, at Akramol or something. Anyway, those, you know, you know and, and then some, some, somebody was thinking, what, what is that? Is he talking about a bomb? He didn't know that I was talking about a drink. But, and, but when I look at their age now, they are really in the age of the, you know, 40 plus. So now, the last, the fine things of life. That's, that's, that's what your priority is. Somebody can, you know, the, the church can be doing fundraising. Jesus says, I need a place to worship. So, no, no, no. I will not die. I will not sacrifice. I will not suffer. The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes. I won't, when I'm coming in my car, when I press it, the car will respond by, hello, sir. Meanwhile, you can get a car that, you know, you can just drive in and it can go and come. But you want a car like, you press it and say, good morning, ma'am, how are you? Yeah. That's all the eyes. And you think you have arrived. There are some pastors that are even suffering from that. Yes, very serious. They are suffering from that. Then they are there. When you get to the pride, when you get to this, and the pride of life, your achievements, now I'm 50 years. Now, 
By that time, if you have lived your life well, you should be ahead of something. You should be, you know, prof- if, you are, if you are an academic, you'll be a professor. If you are, for instance, in the army, you should be a colonel and something and above. Yeah. You should, you should be getting there. If you're a teacher, you should not be nothing less than what? A, what is this? Is it superintendent or something? You can't tell me that at the age of 40, that is when you are going to start your law your At the age of 50, almost 50, that's when you are going to start what? Your law what? Career. Like some, some silly little woman I know. You are, you are almost 50. You want to go and start your law. Which company is going to even employ you? Because you are going to be competing with young, vibrant people. You are wasting your time, I'm telling you. And this is at the expense of you doing something for God. You choose to go and do that. I'm not serious. You don't even know what you are doing. So, is it, why? Just so that somebody will say that me too, I went to school, I finished school, I've done this. It's the pride of life. It's the pride of life. So at that age, you know, you are settled. My school, my second school is going to have 75th what? Um, it's going to have its 75th anniversary. Yeah, I don't know where... I'm hoping that I'll be able to, to go. Yeah. But most of them now, so, yeah, top, top, top. I know a lot of them are professors and teaching lecturers and whatever. Yeah. So it's a part of life. This is, yeah, yeah, watch you. Don't you think professors can go to hell? Eh? Don't you think professors can go to hell? One day. I said One day. I was working in a certain camp, in a certain military what? camp, in a certain country. That country, there, it begins with an alphabet called G. Yay! Now, it's Gambia, Gambia, Germany. You know, British Army had, had bases in Germany. Yeah? So don't let your mind, don't have some, don't have some imagination. Yeah. I'm an international man. Yeah. And I was walking and I saw. I said what? I saw. I want you to see. <laughs> I saw a certain man. And he was going for a walk. What I saw first was the belly. The belly was in fact very huge. For a moment, I thought, is this, is this man pregnant or is a woman? So nowadays, the woman, because some have short cuts and you cannot really tell. Some are boy girls and some are girl boys. You don't, you don't really know. And I was walking. Okay. Then I looked again. Sometimes I have to look again. And I realized, ah, that is that man. He's a big man. A full-blown commander. Hey, this man, even can know who is a big man when he sees me, will be shaking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, a very big man. Then I said to myself, "So, what is making this man so big? It's a uniform. Without a uniform, he's just an ordinary man." And in this stomach, there can be problems, sicknesses, diseases. 
hypertensions, just like any other person. But at that stage, the pride of life will not let him humble himself and seek the help of God. It can be possible. Because you have arrived. Pride of life. Put your uniform, if you are a nurse, put your uniform down. Are you not, when somebody sees you in test school, are you not just like anybody? So why are you boosting yourself in those things? Because when you die, it's only the praise of men that you get. If you haven't done anything for Jesus, what a wasted life. What a wasted life. What a wasted opportunity. could have done so much. So much. It is good that God makes you climb the ladder. We like it. But use your influence. Use your, do something. You are there to be like a Joseph of what? Arimathea. You are there to be like... Uh, 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 uh. Sometimes some of them, they are secrets. Nicodemus. They want to be secret. A secret disciple. But you use your influence to help. Don't chase the pride of life. And let that become the only achievement you have achieved. Because at this stage, I can bet you can have about four houses, five houses, six houses, seven houses, ten, ten plots here. Uh, you have this company, you have that company, you've worked with this organization, you work with that organization. Your CV, you have to put it in a wheelbarrow to follow you. But what is your CV when it comes to the things of God? Let us be on our feet. I'm going to preach about the do. But let us pray and have our offering. Please let us ask God to help us so that if there's any love of the world in us, it will be removed and replaced. And how are we going to do that? Through what? Suffering, dying, and sacrifice. If you don't sacrifice, you can't do it. You must sacrifice to come to church. It sacrifice. You are tired, but come. You must die this Christmas. Die. Self. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Please pray. Pray for your own self.